Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. Paradise Lost by John Milton, Book 7, Lines 1 through 215. Descend from heaven, Urania, by that name if rightly thou art called, whose voice divine following, above the Olympian hill I soar, above the flight of Pegasian wing. The meaning, not the name, I call, for thou nor of the muses nine, nor on the top of old Olympus dwellest, but heavenly born, before the hills appeared, or fountain flowed, thou with eternal wisdom didst converse. Wisdom thy sister, and with her didst play in presence of the Almighty Father, pleased with thy celestial song. Up led by thee into the heaven of heavens, I have presumed, an earthly guest, and drawn imperial air, thy tempering. With like safety guided down return me to my native element, lest from this flying steed unreined, as once Bellerophon, though from a lower clime, dismounted, on the Aelian field I fall, erroneous there to wander, and forlorn, half yet remains unsung, but narrower bound within the visible diurnal sphere. Standing on earth, not wrapped above the pole, more safe I sing with mortal voice, unchanged to horse or mute, though fallen on evil days, on evil days though fallen, and evil tongues, in darkness and with dangers compassed round, and solitude, yet not alone while thou visitest my slumbers nightly, or when morn purples the east. Still govern thou my song, Urania, and fit audience find, though few. But drive far off the barbarous dissonance of Bacchus and his revelers, the race of that wild rout that tore the Thracian bard in Rhodope, where woods and rocks had ears to rapture, till the savage clamor drowned both harp and voice, nor could the muse defend her son. So fail not thou, who thee implores, for thou art heavenly, she an empty dream. Say, goddess, what ensued when Raphael, the affable archangel, had forewarned Adam, by dire example, to beware apostasy, by what befell in heaven to those apostates? lest the like befall in paradise to Adam or his race, charged not to touch the interdicted tree, if they transgress and slight that sole command so easily obeyed amid the choice of all tastes else to please their appetite, though wandering. He, with his consorted Eve, the story heard attentive, and was filled with admiration and deep muse to hear of things so high and strange. Things to their thought so unimaginable as hate in heaven, and war so near the peace of God in bliss, with such confusion. But the evil, soon driven back, redounded as a flood on those from whom it sprung, impossible to mix with blessedness. Whence Adam soon repealed the doubts that in his heart arose, and now, led on, yet sinless, with desire to know what nearer might concern him, how this world of heaven and earth conspicuous first began, when and whereof created, 
For what cause? What within Eden or without was done before his memory? As one whose drought yet scarce allayed still eyes the current stream, whose liquid murmur heard new thirst excites, proceeded thus to ask his heavenly guest. Great things, and full of wonder in our ears, far differing from this world thou hast revealed, divine interpreter, by favor sent down from the Empyrean, to forewarn us timely of what might else have been our loss, unknown, which human knowledge could not reach, for which to the infinitely good we owe immortal thanks, and his admonishment receive, with solemn purpose to observe immutably his sovereign will, the end of what we are. But since thou hast vouchsafed gently for our instruction to impart things above earthly thought, which yet concerned our knowing, as to highest wisdom seemed, deign to descend now lower, and relate what may no less perhaps avail us known, how first began this heaven, which we behold distant so high, with moving fires adorned innumerable, and this which yields or fills all space, the ambient air wide interfused embracing round this florid earth. What cause moved the Creator in His holy rest through all eternity, so late to build in chaos? And the work begun, how soon absolved? If unforbid thou mayest unfold what we, not to explore the secrets ask of his eternal empire, but the more to magnify his works, the more we know, and the great light of day yet wants to run much of his race, though steep. Suspense in heaven held by thy voice, thy potent voice, he hears, and longer will delay to hear thee tell his generation and the rising birth of nature from the unapparent deep. Or if the star of evening and the moon haste to thy audience, night with her will bring silence, and sleep, listening to thee, will watch. Or we can bid his absence till thy song end, and dismiss thee ere the morning shine. Thus Adam, his illustrious guest, besought, and thus the godlike angel answered mild. This also thy request, with caution asked, obtain. Though to recount almighty works, what words or tongue of seraph can suffice, or heart of man suffice to comprehend? Yet what thou canst attain, which best may serve to glorify the Maker, and infer thee also happier, shall not be withheld thy hearing. Such commission from above I have received to answer thy desire of knowledge within bounds. Beyond, abstain to ask. Nor let thine own inventions hope things not revealed, which the invisible king, only omniscient, suppressed in night, to none communicable in earth or heaven. Enough is left besides to search and know. But knowledge is as food, and needs no less her temperance over appetite to know in measure what the mind may well contain, oppresses else with surfeit, and soon turns wisdom to folly, as nourishment to wind. Know, then, that after Lucifer from heaven, so call him, brighter once amidst the host of angels than that star the stars among, fell with his flaming legions through the deep into his place, 
the great Son returned victorious with his saints, the omnipotent eternal Father from his throne beheld their multitude. And to his Son thus spake, At least our envious foe hath failed, who thought all like himself rebellious, by whose aid this inaccessible high strength, the seat of deity supreme, us dispossessed, he trusted to have seized, and into fraud drew many, whom their place knows here no more. Yet far the greater part have kept, I see, their station. Heaven, yet populous, retains number sufficient to possess her realms though wide, and this high temple to frequent with ministries due and solemn rites. But, lest his heart exalt him in the harm already done, to have dispeopled heaven, my damage fondly deemed, I can repair that detriment, if such it be to lose self-lost, and in a moment will create another world, out of one man a race of men innumerable, there to dwell, not here, till, by degrees of merit raised, they open to themselves at length the way up hither, under long obedience tried, and earth be changed to heaven, and heaven to earth. One kingdom, joy and union without end. Meanwhile inhabit lacks, ye powers of heaven, and thou, my word, begotten Son, by thee this I perform. Speak thou, and be it done. My overshadowing spirit and might with thee I send along. Ride forth, and bid the deep within appointed bounds be heaven and earth. Boundless the deep, because I am who fill infinitude, nor vacuous the space, though I, uncircumscribed myself, retire, and put not forth my goodness, which is free to act or not. Necessity and chance approach not me, and what I will is fate. So spake the Almighty, and what he spake, his word, the filial Godhead, gave effect. Immediate are the acts of God, more swift than time or motion, but to human ears cannot without process of speech be told, so told as earthly notion can receive. Great triumph and rejoicing was in heaven, when such was heard declared the Almighty's will. Glory they sung to the Most High, good will to future men, and in their dwellings peace. Glory to him whose just avenging ire had driven out the ungodly from his sight and the habitations of the just. To him glory and praise, whose wisdom had ordained good out of evil to create. Instead of spirits malign, better race, bring into their vacant room, and thence diffuse his good to worlds and ages infinite. So sang the hierarchies. Meanwhile the sun, on his great expedition, now appeared, girt with omnipotence, with radiance crowned of majesty divine, sapience and love immense, and all his father in him shone. About his chariot numberless were poured cherub and seraph, potentates and thrones, and virtues, winged spirits, and chariots winged from the armory of God, where stand of old myriads, 
between two brazen mountains lodged against a solemn day, harnessed at hand, celestial equipage. And now came forth spontaneous, from within them spirit lived, attendant on their Lord. Heaven opened wide her ever-during gates, harmonious sound on golden hinges moving, to let forth the King of glory, in his powerful word and spirit, coming to create new worlds. On heavenly ground they stood, and from the shore they viewed the vast immeasurable abyss, outrageous as a sea, dark, wasteful, wild, up from the bottom turned by furious winds and surging waves as mountains to assault heaven's height, and with the center mix the pole. Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where we ought to be, and when we find ourselves in the place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right.